Welcome everyone to Monday Night Podcast. You guys remember when my Vince McMahon used to do that really schlubby, like crazy intro to every show he ever did? It was all when when Vince McMahon back when he was the uh, the straight the straight uh, cover guy for the for the con for the uh, commentary team. He would always just have the most insane like top of his lungs, like this is the greatest thing ever intro to every show. So I figured I'd try to give a little bit of that to our show tonight. What a maneuver! Uh, tonight we're gonna I'm just gonna cover uh cover a little bit of what happened with Raw. It's kind of a bonus episode because I wanted to get my other regular uh, guest host on the show. So we could get you guys familiar with him too, and uh, keep this thing rolling. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody who downloaded, who listened to, who checked out the first episode. We're uh, getting up near uh, 150 plus, 160 plus, getting near 200 downloads, listens. Um, that's awesome, especially for something that we dropped at you know 2:30 in the morning, and uh, it's only been a day. So uh, I'm really grateful for that. Really grateful for everybody tuning in. My great guest host last night, KB. You guys did good. Uh, we're gonna keep developing this thing. There were some some shortcomings, some things we could have done better last night, some things we could have done worse. I thought we, a lot of people thought it was a very good first episode, especially. So hopefully we will be able to keep improving, keep making this thing better. Um, heard from a lot, quite a few of you on Twitter. I really appreciate that. Uh, keep up the feedback. Keep up, uh, and please do feel free to send in suggestions. Like today we're gonna go over uh, some NFL teams and some NFL offseason stuff. And uh, if you want to hear us do a run-up on your team or what we think of, you know, a player landing in another place, um, let me know, and we will go over it. And, yes, unfortunately for all my Aussies and all my British listeners, uh, we're going to spend the second half of this podcast today on the NFL and the NFL offseason. Um, so please pay attention for the first half, and then if we, when, we, when I bring in uh, Ty, Ty Berna, my resident fellow NFL expert, um, you guys can go ahead and click off, or if you just want to hear us banter a little bit, because there will be a little bit of wrestling in there, then feel, please feel free to come along for the ride. Um, our thoughts on Raw tonight, the biggest things are uh, the Lucha Dragons, who I was looking forward to. I kept saying I don't know what is taking so long for them to come up to the main roster. These guys have been tearing it up in NXT for a good six months. Um, the Tag Team Division 1 isn't exactly, you know, deep as the Mariana Trench at the time, uh, I don't really see any reason why they wouldn't be up there and at least competing, uh, being competitive, winning some, losing some, but being entertaining and being over. Because I knew that they would translate to the main roster with their style. The masks, obviously, of something that's been a big seller for the WWE. I just could not see any reason why they would not be up there. And now they're up there. Now they're doing exactly what they thought they would do. Um, I do have to be honest, though, being the selfish individual that I am, I was rooting them for them to lose tonight because I am going to WWE Payback in Baltimore next month, and I was hoping that the Lucha Dragons would get their title shot at the show that I was going to be at, and it looks like that still has the opportunity to happen. Um, the New Day, who has been just the best, has been so excellent since turning heel, um, won their match, and they will be taking on Tag Team Champions at Extreme Rules. Uh, pretty excited for that match. Meshes, uh, styles should mesh well. Um, should be should be a funny mix. They had a really good match uh, at the pre-show of the Royal Rumble that we were at. Um, so I'm excited to see them go at it for the titles. Something I noticed that uh, is very, very concerning. It appears that WWE might be considering the unthinkable, uh, trying to get a face reaction for the Bellas. Uh, 
I don't know what to make. I don't know what to make of that division. I know there's people out there gnashing their teeth because we got caught of people that were like, why the fuck did you spend so much time on the Divas yesterday? Oh, my gosh. All I'm going to say is that trying to turn the Bella's face is fucking insane. And just no. No, WWE, no. doesn't matter how many times you try to do it. doesn't matter how much you want to push the Total Divas show. No one is going to cheer for them ever. Just stop. Um... Next big thing I noticed on Raw last night was uh, Roman Reigns. Seems like his reaction has completely turned around. Seems like he was pretty much 100% positive, at least during the entrance last night. I mean, people who try to make themselves part of the show because they suck at life during promos were giving him shit during the promo. But during the entrance, he was pretty much 100%. And um, it's tough not to be when you're going against the big, useless show. Um, I said from the beginning they should have really legitimately made that into a retirement match. Imagine how over Reigns would be in that thing, where they people would have the promise of not having to see the big show ruining all of our fucking lives for the next however many months, six months, whatever it may be, after he lost that retirement match. Unfortunately, the WWE chose to go with the most boring stipulation that there is with one of the most boring workers that there is. That's not something I'm especially looking forward to, but I'm going to get into more extensive thoughts about that when we do our special Extreme Rules preview podcast this upcoming weekend. Uh, the overall theme for Raw tonight was the RKO Athon, RKO out of nowhere. It only you're only a fucking you're only a year behind the times there WWE. He only all those memes and all those YouTube videos only started popping up about a year ago. So pretty good at, you know, paying attention to something that's trendy and something that you could have cashed in on by doing it a whole year later. But it was still a fun thing to watch. It'll never surpass uh, back in the day when, when Steve Austin used to run amok and pop up everywhere and Stone Cold stun everybody. But it was still pretty fun. I haven't gotten on Twitter after Raw yet to see. I'm sure everybody is going nuts about how that was the greatest RKO ever off the that where he pulled Rollins off the rope and caught him and it was just, just, oh my god, I've never seen something so cool. I mean, I guess if you find completely choreographed, like, gymnastics fucking entertaining, they fucking look deeply into each other's eyes like a fucking R&B music video before he did it. Like, they damn near could, they might as well have counted to fucking three and posted fucking flyers. Hey, we're about to do this RKO off the rope. Um... But it was it was still well pulled off execution wise. Just I didn't I didn't really get caught in the moment. And that was raw. Um, we're gonna I have to put in this is gonna be my first. It's gonna be a very small segment, but it's the first segment dedicated to Ring of Honor, because I am a, a quasi I I have some interest in Ring of Honor. I would like to go to it live. I watch the pay per views. I don't watch the, the weekly shows. Um, I have my positive and negative thoughts on the show. Um, but I do also like uh, New Japan quite a bit. I really enjoyed their, their Wrestle Kingdom show and Ring of Honor and New Japan. They're having a joint tour coming up in May. And they're coming to my area in the middle of May. And fucking Nakamura, I'm not even going to attempt to say his first name because as you guys can tell I'm from a very uh, Republican part of the country and so when I would try to pronounce Shinsuke's Nakamura's 
name, it would probably come across really fucking butchered. So I'm not going to continue to do it. I'm just going to call him Nakamura uh, the way Jim Ross called him that and hope that it's even close to right. Um, I would really, really love to see that guy live. And he's coming to the Ring of Honor NJPW uh, joint tour next month. And they're having their show that is by me on a fucking Tuesday. Tuesday! Having a goddamn wrestling show in the evening into the late night on a fucking Tuesday shows you what they think of the uh, the employment level of their most hardcore fans probably don't got a job to go to early in the morning the next day I'm just joking Ring of Water people like I said I watched Ring of Water I want Ring of Water to do good, to do good. Um, just I, I'm extremely disappointed that I can't go to their show because I also have a job um, next time put it on the weekend please please put it on the weekend I would love to pay a decent amount of money to go see Ring of Honor and the NJPW guys. Very disappointed. Uh, tonight's guest, who will be covering uh, wrestling, and we're going to get into some big-time NFL off-season football talk, is going to be uh, my fellow NFL resident, Ty Berna. Um, he is a big-time WWE and NFL fan. He's a, a fantasy football killer. Uh, he's won well over $500 in the last two or three years alone just uh, smashing on people in various fantasy football leagues. Um, he and I run a league together uh, also, and uh, we both have easily the two strongest teams, and he's always a guy who I can who I bounce uh, a lot of football talk off and a lot of fantasy football talk off of. Um, very knowledgeable guy. Um, we'll talk about his general thoughts on the WWE and on the NFL offseason. So everybody, I'd like you to welcome my co-host for this evening, Ty Berna. What are you doing, man? What's going on? Hey, man! Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Thank you for being here, sharing the knowledge. Yes. So you didn't get to see the first part of Raw. Um, no. What? So you didn't get to see the 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 Bella's turning face and and all this silly stuff. What did you What did you think of what you did get to see? What did you uh, think of that so- RKO? Uh, nothing special. I thought their one at WrestleMania was way better. So. Oh yeah. I mean that was that was pretty cool. The one they had at WrestleMania, man, that was. Oh, but Ty, he popped so high in the air on this one on Raw. Wasn't that the greatest fucking thing you've ever fucking seen in your life? Mm. No. Nah. No. I wouldn't say so. Otherwise, uh, the Ziggler Rollins match is actually a good match. Well, they Ziggler... they mesh well. They've done it before. They're both yeah. flippy floppy mackerel type. <laughs> so um, a lot of people usually like those matches. Um, I always feel I'll just do a, a quick rundown for everybody on my, my feelings on Ziggler is, um, you know, I, I think he has all the ability in the world, but he really he's kind of has the ring of honor syndrome where if somebody told it taught him to slow down and make things count a little bit more, he'd be a much, much better worker. Kind of spastic, kind of spastic yeah. these days, but. He he oversells, you know. Everyone says he oversells, but I enjoy actually enjoyed that about him. He makes his opponent look killer, you know. Like every move that he that hits him hard, you know, he looks like he's half dead on well, the map. Well, see, that's what people who would support him would say, but then somebody else might might bring up the point that okay, well, when he's doing that, are you looking at his opponent like, oh my god, his opponent is so fucking dominant, or are you looking at Ziggler like, oh, look at him sell that move? If you can say. Look at him sell that move, then he might not actually be selling that damn well. Because <laughs> you should be looking at his opponent, saying, "Holy fuck, he just crushed his ass." <laughs> so th- that's the two two different ways to think of it. That's um, true. 
when did you when did you, when did you become a fan of the WWE? Uh, the WWE probably back in 1997, 98, roughly. I got I started wrestling right right during the the Monday Night Wars. Okay. Um, I was WCW through and through for the longest time oh, wow. there. Like, so you know, like Rey Mysterio was like the first like wrestler I really saw. He was getting his ass kicked by the Giant back in the day. Okay. Um, and then Sting was my freaking hero for God knows how many years because he was taking on the NWO. Yeah. And then, and then after, you know, then it was, I even watched all the way through, like I was strict, mostly strictly WCW for all the way through to the NWO Wolfpack. Wow. Even. Okay. You know, like WWE was uh, kind of like a commercial break for me. Like I'd flip over to yeah, them yeah, watch yeah, it for yeah. a little bit uh-huh. and then I'd flip back once WCW was back on. You know, I had the full, you know, that had the red and black NWO shirt, the whole nine yards. My buddy was black and white. You know, we always mocked like we were going to kick each other's ass all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, because we were opposing factions. Oh, then the course. finger, then the finger poke of doom happened, and then we just uh, stopped watching WCW that after seems that. To be the opinion of a lot of people, and it was funny because mm-hmm. the other night when we and KB were talking, uh, he mentioned how I wish I would have thrown this zinger in when it happened, but he said, you know, everybody, you know, focuses on the Monday Night War, but the Sunday Night War was the actual important one. And I said, yeah, everybody, including the WCW, focused on Monday Night War, not the Sunday Night War. Because they right. missed up all their money moments on Monday Night Raw or Monday Night Nitro, and that's how they ended up going downhill. Yeah, that's all they cared about was the ratings, man. Because if they would have had Hogan and Goldberg oh. um, on a pay-per-view, man, that thing would have made, I mean, just money in the bank right there. Just back the truck up and just collect it all right yeah. there. You know, and then they didn't even, like, what, they they announced it, like, the week before? Oh, yeah, the, on Thursday, yeah. Uh, the Thunder before, so four yeah. days. Not even a week. Yeah. That was, yeah. That's we could happens. go off. That's what happens when we, you have TV people take over a wrestling promotion. That's right. that's all I think about. Um, so when did you uh, when did you become when did you start playing fantasy football? I started playing fantasy football probably about six <laughs> seven years ago I'd say. Um, <coughs> coworker at or like one of my coworkers was hey you want to get on this fantasy football league I run I said sure and I did pretty well my first year I took second place kind of got killed by week 17 um yeah. you know all, all my starters got sat yeah Aaron, one of those deals and then Aaron Rodgers is facing Arizona had nothing to play for they already had their playoff spot clinched and he ended up rolling up like 40 some points and my best player was Larry Fitzgerald who sat and had two catches for 10 yards and yeah so I ended up losing on that and Kind of went through a couple of years where I kind of I got to the semifinals but would lose. So I was taking like third and fourth, and finally the last couple of years here I've been really doing a lot more studying on it. And yeah, yeah. There's a lot of research. Yeah, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of research. There's like uh, volume research. I never even thought of that, but like it's a really yep. it's a really pertinent thing that comes through is uh, volume research. And what I mean by volume is you're gonna have a player. You know, most of the people po- focus on the numbers that somebody gets. The numbers, of course, makes up the scores that you get in fantasy football. However, a good thing to project what numbers a guy might be able to get when you're scouting who you want to pick for your team is uh, volume, as in how much volume are they going to receive? How many times are they going to have the ball thrown to them? How many carries are they going to get? What kind of a combination of carries and having the ball thrown at them are they going to get? That's a great way to project out the uh, level of opportunity that someone is going to receive to succeed, to generate those numbers for you. And that's yep. just another really advanced metric that, uh, you know, people who really study fantasy football, that's what they start to get into, what they start to, what uh, the 
depth of study they begin to do as you become like a really serious fantasy football player. It's, it's even more than just stats. It's keep, you know, like you keep up with Schefter and all of the oh, NFL yeah. insiders, oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. you get some info way ahead of your opponents. You can pick, grab a guy off of free agency that can make or break your year. Like last year, I, I picked up Jeremy Hill before he went bonkers. Yeah, towards I remember the we year. talked about that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Odell Beckham Jr., which was like everyone's uh, fantasy football savior. I grabbed him before everybody else even thought about it. And those two guys basically carried me in the championship game. Yep, I because, remember. And uh, Andrew Luck was like my – my he was the top leading or the highest scoring fantasy football player last year was Andrew Luck. Yeah. And he had me – he got me a grand total of two points. Well, I had so many good – I had McCoy, Hill, Odell Beckham Jr., Antonio Brown, Randall Cobb. I mean, just my two running backs, my three receivers alone, you know, carried me to this championship. So – no, it's 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 more than just a quarterback in my league for my money league for whatever reason i like playing with these guys now because i just run circles around them at yeah. this point that's um what i started uh doing last year i didn't want i don't want to reveal too much of it because it's a it's a theory is uh the non no the zero quarterback theory um is picking all your skill guys first and then picking your quarterback last because your quarterback in the nfl the way the systems are run the way the offenses are set up the way everything is set up now they're they're gonna uh, pretty a lot equal. Of quarterbacks are gonna put up a lot of decent numbers, and they yep. don't have to be at the top. The top quarterback, Peyton Manning, uh, on an average week is not gonna be that many more points than say a Joe Flacco. He's only right. gonna have four or five more points. But meanwhile, the rest of your roster that you picked before you picked your quarterback should more than make up for it. Well, usually when I would win last year, going with that theory, I wouldn't just win. I would fucking crush people. Because right. the rest of your offense is just is just peerless. It's not to be touched um, by people who took a quarterback early. But yeah, because I can I can attest to that because my one really bad league was my Yahoo league. Yeah, uh, that I was in with some friends and that that league I went Graham one round one and then I flipped right back around at the like the second to last pick in the first round and I flipped back around and I picked up Drew Brees in the second round so I had that double dip. But uh, obviously last year, Graham and Breeze did not have the uh, greatest of years, and yeah. my team just fell apart at the seams real and quick. And I still, I ended up scratching my way up. I was one game out of the playoffs. So even on a bad, even on my bad team, I kind of, kind of made it a half decent season, anyways. But I start, I stopped paying attention to that one a long time ago, long time trick, through the season. The real trick to the quarterbacks, the sum zero quarterback strategy is is when you get to that quarterback, which of the rest, the best of the rest, who is really the best of the rest. Right. You know who I could have had the opportunity and I would have just ran away with the league and I made the wrong fucking decision. But when on my Yahoo League, when I got to my pick, I had already picked all my skill players. I yep. had a fucking three-headed monster of Des Bryant, A.J. Green, and Emmanuel Sanders with Julius Thomas as my tight end. Um, it was a fucking amazing team. Mm-hmm. We got down to the quarterback pick. And I picked fucking Andy Dalton over oh. Ben Roethlisberger. Oh. I could have had Ben Roethlisberger on that team. But oh. at the time, Antonio Brown was not quite the phenom that he became. I thought they were going to run but the he ball was. a lot more because he was. they had Le'Veon Bell. 
But Antonio uh, Brown was already, though, the year before. No, he was a lead two years league receiver. Yeah, he was. Two no. years ago, he's led the league in receiving two years straight now. That's why I grabbed him so early in mine. Well, they had Le'Veon Bell. They're trying to preserve Big Ben with the shitty offensive line. He was going to get sacked. I just didn't think they were going to throw it as much. And, I mean, okay, so at the time, you legitimately trusted Antonio Brown more than you trusted A.J. Green. Hmm... At the time of the draft, probably not, but okay, I knew I had, so but, but, but I will but I will say this much though. I had Antonio Brown extremely high on my list because I knew no one else was gonna grab him and I got him late, like uh what I pick him, third round. Yeah. I got him third round and he was the number one receiver the year before and it's like Yeah, that's what sucks okay. because I had I had chances in all my drafts to get him at a at a decent place and I fucking knew better. I really uh, this year I swear on everything. I'm just going on nothing but instincts i fuck those draft rankings i don't give a shit i'm going on instincts and that's it because that's what screwed me over last year is overthinking it that's what got me mm-hmm. fucking keenan allen in the third fucking round and destroyed my espn league fuck you keenan allen fuck you <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah, i think uh, I, I drafted some bum oh i drafted uh uh what's that running back in san diego Oh, Ryan, man, uh, that's your own fault. No, 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 no. No, it was, Matthews. it was even worse People than that. People don't learn. People do not learn with the Ryan it was, Matthews uh, fucking thing. Well, no, I, I can't, I can't learn from CJ Spiller. That was my oh, one. Oh my God, that's another one. He's another uh, one. People no, this was, stop. uh, I drafted Danny Woodhead one position Ooh. before hey, Kelton. Hey, 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 I can't even hate on you. I cannot be mad about that because the year before I had Woodhead on my team and I released him. And yep. another people person picked him up, and Danny Woodhead was a solid 12 points a game guy if right. you're in a PPR league. So that, I, I can't be mad about that. The, the, the thought process was solid, but uh, the yeah. problem was I picked him one pick before Kelvin Benjamin. So I could have had, I mean, like, I went through my whole list, and I'm like, I, if I would have done everything. You can't You can't be mad about that. No, I you mean, can't really. Projected, I would have made that pick a t- 10 times out of 10, bro. Yeah. Uh, Danny Woodhead over Benjamin before the draft. Easily. Absolutely. Um, but we got we to gotta save some of this because this is not the fantasy episode. <laughs> this is the right. NFL offseason episode. And, of course, we have to lead off with the big story that broke this morning or yesterday morning, I guess, when this gets posted. Timmy Tebow. T uh, T Tibble, T Double, going to the yes, fucking yes, Philadelphia Eagles with Chip yes, Kelly. ESPN just unloaded an ejaculation that probably covered up the entire East Coast by now. Chip, no fucks given, Kelly, bringing him in. <laughs> yeah, what the hell is he doing, man? Like I, Jesus. Look, okay. First, everybody seems to think this is going to be a competition for the third quarterback spot or the second quarterback spot. I'm going to say, wait, let's just wait and see. What I will say on this, I'm not going to go nuts and be like, oh, this is fucking it. Tim Tebow's going to – but if there ever was – like, this is it. This is it for Tim this Tebow. This is it, this yeah, is, pretty much. It. If he cannot succeed in this system, which is a very similar system to what he ran at Florida, which yep. is going to be a coach who's going to do his best to, to work with Tim Tebow and get the most out of him, if he cannot succeed in Philly, it's fucking over. That is it. Yep. This is his last chance, man, straight up. You know, like, this is tailor-made for him. Um, spread offense, you know, zone read, option plays. I mean, this is straight up Tebow's alley. Yeah. But yep. and uh, I, is he going to be accurate enough to handle the spread offense, though? Well, the, uh, well, fucking Mark Sanchez did good in it. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, Mark fucking Sanchez. People have like kind of gotten over how miraculous that was. And Sanchez was still fucking if you watch I watch a lot of Eagles game because I live in in their uh in their their local area, so they right. they're my local games. Um he missed a lot of throws. He was still he being Mark Sanchez, but the system was so fucking set up to to just feed you um easy accurate passes and dump duck uh dump offs then, you know, he, yeah. Even he fucking did decent. Even he had a couple of pretty decent fantasy games just because of the nature of the system and, and what the things that Chip Kelly does. Mark Sanchez was still fucking Mark Sanchez. Like, make no doubt about it. People act like he was better. <laughs> he was still making, you know, missing open throws and crucial plays and making boneheaded mistakes, but right. the offense was just so set up to let somebody succeed that he was able to fucking succeed. Yep. Uh, the main thing that that killed me all the time is, you know, watching the Eagles and being somewhat of a halfway Eagles fan was um, they would run that sweep or that buck sweep that they would do, you know, where they where they hand it off to the running back going around the corner and the yep. quarterback boots out around the backside, you know, and does carries out a bootleg fake and no defense was respecting it at all. Like they wouldn't even look at him. And I'm yeah. like, that's a crucial part of this offense is at least holding somebody for a second, holding their eyes is what it's called. Yep. For a second, while that quarterback Just. boots out to make sure he doesn't have the ball. If if they're not respecting that bootleg and they're not with a guy like Sanchez and especially not with Robo with legs, fucking Bradford in there, <laughs> uh, then glass you know, legs, not gonna, Robo legs. <laughs> that's gonna bring it down a whole lot. So well, Brad, Bradford's actually got some decent mobility. Well, he's decently accurate too. Yeah. That's that's the thing is people don't realize is he was in a big time spread offense at uh, Oklahoma. So yep. as far as the passing part of the Eagles' offense, I can I can see I can see that I can see how that would how that would work and how they would think that that could do good. Um, if but, he stays, but the ultimate the ultimate tag for Bradford if he stays healthy. If he stays healthy, Sam. If he stays healthy, Bradford. Yep. Um, what is your so overall? What is your What's your prediction for what quarterbacks do you think will still be on the roster come the third play, uh, the third preseason game for the Eagles? For the Eagles, because uh, they aren't going to carry four into the season. No, I don't even know if Bradford's going to be on the team. By That's the what I'm asking you. What what three <laughs> what three quarterbacks are going to be on that roster third 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 preseason game? Well, I've even seen some crazy shit. Um, some theories like. They're gonna trade Bradford. We're, we're, to the... we're, we're getting to that. That's what I. That's, <laughs> we're getting. We're getting to that next. What um, quarterbacks are gonna be on that roster? I think they'll get Mariota just because Kelly's crazy enough to go okay, get his guy. Okay. Uh, Sanchez because he's he was their solid backup for him last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably say Tebow at the third. I think Tebow's gonna make it. Okay. I I I'm gonna say it just because Barkley is just that bad. Like. He has not shown anything since he was not drafted. Not shown anything. You know, we were talking about that the other night, but and he has not shown a damn thing like he's worthwhile in this league. Yeah, not, they not couldn't a bit. They, they couldn't even get anything for a trade for him. Well, yeah, well, why would they? No. I mean, he hasn't done anything. Um, the trade you were referring to, I actually brought up the details on it because it is very detailed, and there's <laughs> a lot to break down. I didn't want us to be all over the place screwing it up. The trade that is getting rumored around right now, and I don't know why the Titans and the Chargers would have went away from a direct trade to where the Chargers could just trade Phillip Rivers for the number two and pick up Marcus Mariota and take him to L.A. with him. I don't know why they would go away from that, but the 
the trade that is being rumored that almost feels like it's starting to get uh, likely to happen is the Eagles would receive the number two overall pick from the Titans, which they would use to draft Marcus Mariota. The Chargers would receive Sam Bradford, the Eagles' first-round pick, and the Titans' second-round pick. The Titans would receive Phillip Rivers and the Eagles' third-round pick. Uh, I get... I kind of get it from a compensation standpoint from the Titans. I mean, they'd be glad they get Phillip Rivers and a pick. The Chargers... The Chargers is where this breaks down for me. I don't know yeah. where you're going. I mean, okay, you get a first-round pick from the Eagles, you get a second-round pick from the Titans. So you would get the number 20 pick and the number two pick in the second round. I Not, that's not bad. Pretty good, but this is a quarterback league, man. Like, I, Right. I think the biggest problem, though, is that they're af- they're really afraid of losing Rivers after this year. Oh, well, the they're going to. They're going to. There's no yeah. – he, they can't do nothing about it. If he wants to quit, he's out. That yeah. is – and we're going to get into this in the, in the next topic when we get to Adrian Peterson. That is the stupidest thing a team can fucking do. I don't know why you're doing this playing chicken – bullshit with each other like he right. wants out the news is slowly leaking that he wants out get what you can get for him in a trade uh, pretty much after somebody gets past their sixth or seventh year you have to be looking for any trade value you can get out of that player at all fucking times right in the in the pros that's what you have to do you can either trade him and get something anything or you can lose him for fucking nothing Right. And that just makes no sense to not be trying to get something get, out get of it. Get something out of it, yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Now, the, the, the problem I'm gonna, is... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to completely con- contradict myself on that later on, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just can't see... I, I don't know if I see Bradford being an answer for the Chargers. He now, probably won't be. I get that... I mean, that's a good... That, that is a good package of picks. I'm right. talking the number 20... Uh, we're talking the number twenty in the first, and the and the second in the second round, which, which is, is basically almost a first round pick. Might as well be. So you're just about getting two first round picks. So you just about got three first round picks. Yep. And Bradford, who may or may not work out. Now if Bradford works out, and then they pick some decent players with these three first round picks. That looks like a brilliant trade for the Chargers. Right. I'm just not 100% sure that. Uh, Bradford should be your main cog in this, but if they want more draft picks because they trust their scouting department, then I guess, hey, go for it. I mean, Bradford's not a horrible quarterback. I mean... Well, let, go ahead and say it. Wait, if he's healthy. Yeah, uh, so... I <laughs> you mean, know, that's that's the biggest key. If he's healthy, he's a decent quarterback. And with, uh, you know, Well, that's another running... problem is what else do the Chargers have? What else do they got? Mm. Ryan Matthews is gone. Donald yeah. fucking Brown? What the fuck? No. I got Brandon Oliver, but he's kind of a... He's a he's a specialist. Yeah, he's a scat back, basically. Yeah. If they Keenan... don't got Rivers carrying the offense, then what do they have? They got nothing. fucking nothing. Well, that that's exactly it, though. I mean, if, if they lose Rivers, get some get a good amount of picks for him yeah. and blow yeah, it up. Maybe they'll and, have something, yeah. Blow and then blow it up and start it over. Take a... Know take Ola Gurley or Melvin Gordon III or something like right. that. Well, that's because that was supposed to be the original crux of the first deal with the Titans was that they could take the Titans' first-round pick, Phillip Rivers, and then use the number two on Mariota and Total, then their, yep. their original pick on, say, Todd Gurley or Melvin Gordon, and they would have a young, exciting nucleus to take with them to L.A. When you right. include Keenan Allen, uh, who I'm going to refer to you to thus far as fuck you Keenan Allen. Um, 
Or every single time I just say Keenan Allen, I'm just going to be like, fuck him, by the way. Uh, Gates, who is ancient but still good. Yeah, yeah. So, I can see, you know, if they really have that much faith in their Sky Department, they know what they're going to roll with. I could see it. Um, Obviously, it works out for the Titans because they get a pick out of it. They get Phillip Rivers, who's going to enjoy being in Tennessee. That's going to give them a legitimate shot to compete, I think, in that division. Um, and he's Not, comfortable with Wisenhunt, so right. I was gonna say that he he did really well with Wisenhunt the other year, or yeah. was it two years ago? Absolutely. And he plays well into his system. And Wisenhunt's got Mettenberger, but uh, they have decent. Um, I mean, they feel decent about Metten, Mettenberger, but if you yeah. can get Philip Rivers, I mean, if you can get Philip Rivers, then yeah, then then you go it, for it. They've added yeah. a lot on defense. Uh, decent offensive line. Everybody will be upgraded by Rivers being there. Their yep. skill position players are fucking nameless and faceless. Uh, but yeah. if yeah, they I think get Rivers... If they get Rivers, Justin Hunter is going to be his best friend. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Delaney Walker, too. He's a Kendall, solid... Kendall, Kendall Wright. Kendall Wright, yep. Yeah. Bishop Sankey might actually be able to run the ball for a change. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. Yeah. That was, that was one of those things last year in fantasy. Oh, Bishop Sankey, this is going to be the fucking week. It never was the week. Oh, week. Actually, I had him when he did have the week. He had, I think, 12 carries, 73 yards. I just love Okay, but he never really went where everybody thought he was going to go. Right. That was always the fun part when you got these guys talking up their rookie rookie players and all of a sudden they're going in the fourth third round and you're picking up veterans that you know are going to get they're going to get, get that volume get that yep. volume uh move on next to a to a very uh personal personal subject for you ty why don't you tell everybody where you live and who your diehard favorite football team is well i live in north dakota uh the barren wasteland literally there's nothing but hills and grass here and my team is the Minnesota Vikings because my dad brainwashed me as a child mm. and now he leaves me this legacy I have to carry on and give to my daughter. This curse, yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> someone so... in my well, someone in my lineage will see a Super Bowl victory. I don't know if it's going to be me, though. <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, the Vikings star player, Adrian Peterson, has been making a lot of noise and is, well, mostly his, his agent has been making a lot of noise about how he thinks he wasn't supported and... He wants out, and he wants to go play somewhere else. The Cowboys have shown interest, um, as I'm sure, being a being a Minnesota fan, you probably have extensive thoughts on both parts of that. That he feels he wasn't supported, and that he wants to be traded. So I'm gonna kind of lean back a little bit and just let you let you get it all out. Go ahead and vent. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me, tell nah. me what you think of this whole situation, sir. Peterson's got to stop whining and being a little bitch. Basically, is what it boils down to. Um, I mean, the Vikings wanted to play him the next game after he got, you know, the whole shit came out. You know, the Vikings were willing to play him even after everything with Greg Hardy was going on and, you know, Ray Rice fucking it up for everybody and making things far, far worse than probably what it should have been. I mean, yeah, I mean, he he beat his kid. You know, I, I don't condone it whatsoever by any means of the imagination, you know, but it's... I mean that's the way I don't know yeah, why I don't it think is. that could have been that I I will chime in real quick that definitely could not have been been, been timed a whole lot worse right after the whole Ray Rice thing happened and then uh then uh Adrian Kids's picture is out there with the, with the little kid uh bleeding yeah which obviously and once again don't let's separate a comparison from a, an opinion here neither one of us is saying that what happened with Adrian Peterson's kid was okay I was 
fucking infuriated by it because I do a lot of work, charity work with with little kids and disadvantaged kids, and uh, and I'm and I'm a father, so and kids who have been abused, um, and so that made me extremely fucking angry, and I believe that you know he should have gotten a lot of trouble for it and a lot of things should have happened because of it what i'm saying is uh not only did that happen but it was it was most like there was no chance of there being anything other than him sitting out that season when that yep. happened there was he left he wants to sit here and claim that the vikings didn't support him enough but the timing of it along with what it was left them zero room for any sort of sympathy from anybody. If the yep. Ray Rice thing hadn't just happened and we weren't all so sensitive and, and had and had heightened senses about uh, abuse and abuse in the home and uh, spousal abuse and child abuse and all forms of abuse that uh, part that would happen in daily domestic life, we were all very uh, still feeling very raw from the, from the Ray Rice situation. So if it had happened at any other time, maybe and this is not even for sure, but maybe the Vikings are able to say, uh, you know, hey, he's from down south, and people sometimes do things a little bit differently down there, and people are okay with breaking out the switch and whipping on kids, and, you know, he just doesn't understand. He needs some classes. He needs – this is obviously not condoned or okay, but, you know, we can work with him, da 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 But they, they couldn't even say that. There's no. nothing else you can say after the Ray Rice thing happens and then this comes out. There is nothing else you can do at that time besides you got to sit him down. Yep. I mean, they, they tried. I mean, they absolutely tried. Like, hey, we'll let this play out in the court system before we make any decisions. And then next thing you know, they got shafted and, and they the got sponsors were like, no, sponsor. the fuck, you're not. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. If you you know, and I think still sponsor you. You're not gonna fucking do anything but sit him uh, the fuck down. Right, and, and not even that. Even if it wasn't the sponsors, I don't think Goodell would have let it happen either. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I, I know Goodell fucked up a lot last like yeah. year or two. Yeah. Okay, as long as he's been in office, but um, I'm pretty sure Goodell would have had at least the half decent hindsight to be like, "No, nah, you're setting him the fuck down. Yeah. I will put him on the commissioner's exemplist." So, from the Vikings' perspective, okay, so obviously playing Peterson's not going to go over very well. So. What can we do? We can't suspend him because we can only suspend him for so many games. But let's put him on the commissioner's exemplist, and Goodell agreed to it. So Peterson still got paid, still got his money, still got a shit yeah, ton of why money. Are you still fucking mad? You got paid right? ten million dollars for doing nothing. Nothing. Pay me ten million dollars for do, to do nothing. Shit. Right. Shit. Pay me a million. I'll be happy yeah. with that. You know, and so that was the best way to go about it without having to go through the union, having to fight over it you know peterson got his money so there was no argument there it was the best way to let peterson get his shit taken care of but i think the biggest pro you know he's taken his anger out the nfl on the vikings basically what it boils down to because i think once peterson got all his shit you know once it got pled down to a misdemeanor and he got his you know community service and go to his classes and that's all that ever came of it you know, I think he probably should have been able to play. Well, fucking nothing came over it because he still sounds like a goddamn moron whenever he talks about it. He still doesn't. Yeah, seem he's he's not. He's any, not... Well, we'll not get into that part of it. The fact that nothing really seems to have been accomplished besides him being suspended for a fucking year. Well, not suspended, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. I mean, he still doesn't seem like he fucking gives a shit or that he learned anything. And but yeah, he's he, I and I love you know Peterson, for the most part. Other, other than he's a nice guy as far as I've seen, other than the whole incident with his kid. Um, I mean, I mean, he does great work for charities. He did all this good stuff in the communities and all that stuff. But 
He's not the sharpest tool in the shed. Oh, like, fuck no. Hell he no. is like, fucking dumb as a bag of rocks. And he's proven it. Yeah. Right now. Um, he's especially got a, he's, given he's the got fact a... that for the second part of this, uh, how does he expect to get traded when him and his agent are out there blabbing their stupid fucking mouths out to the public like we want to be traded? What yeah. would you offer for him if you're another team? Fucking nothing. That's nah, what the, that's the worst part of this is he yeah, might I'll... have a chance of getting to move on. He might have a chance of going to the Cowboys or the Raiders or something like that. But who would want him now? Like who would want to deal with that? All of a sudden now he's a he's making himself look like a diva. He's looking to make himself like Terrell Owens. Well, and now you got to deal with that. I think and... the Cowboys would love to deal with that. But well, okay. I don't that's... think that since they know that he'll <laughs> fucking retire if he doesn't get traded. That they're but gonna the problem for that much for him, right? Just... And that's the problem. They're not going to offer enough for the Vikings to be satisfied. The Vikings even came. I think it was a couple of days, like a day or two ago, came out. The Vikings want a first round pick and a starting quality cornerback. You're out of your mind. That's. <laughs> that's... Uh, but that that's exactly the reason why though they don't want to give up Peterson. No. So if you don't want to give up a player and you have all the leverage, why do it? So if you're gonna, you know, the teams are gonna keep calling you about it, be like, hey, what do you want for Peterson? Fuck it. First round pick and a starting cornerback. Yeah, I understand. straight up, you know, like if you want him that bad, you will pay us what we want because we don't want to give him up. Okay, and and so so here we go. I got a question for you. Um, and this, all, all my Cowboys fans on uh, Twitter can can hit me up with their answers to this or what they think of this. Um, so if you're the Cowboys, even even with that asking price, you're so close. You got Des Bryant. You got Tony Romo. You picked up Greg Hardy. You know, you got a pretty loaded team. You were, you probably could have gone to the Super Bowl last year if it wasn't for the fucking referees and the fucking <laughs> Des Bryant situation with that reception that was a, him reaching for a touchdown and then it wasn't a reception because I guess the process of the catch lasts for a fucking hour after the game too. Um, so your team is that stacked. Do you go ahead? Do you do that trade? Do you do you sacrifice a first round pick and a starting corner to get to add that last piece? Do you think that puts them over, you know, because you're here. This team's only going to be together for maybe another year after this. So do you go ahead and trade that first-round pick and see if Super Bowl a bust? I don't think they do, though, because they need more than just a running back. You think so? They need defense. I mean, their defense was half-decent last year, but, I mean, it was, like, maybe middle of the pack to lower middle of the pack. You know, their secondary is horrendous. Okay, they, but, they is need first, a... but is a first-round pick going to gonna change that? They can get a cornerback. I mean, there's a lot of good cornerbacks yeah, in this draft. Yeah. I mean, you're not. They're not going to get Trey Wayne's, you know. But they might get uh, Kevin Johnson or Mark. You know, if they want to take a head case on, take well, Marcus Peters. If they take Adrian Peterson, the other team's going to have to score a lot of fucking points to hang in there with them. So <laughs> I'll tell you this much: even if Adrian Peterson got traded to the Cowboys, and I hate the Cowboys with a passion, they're like one of my top five hated teams. Um, I would still take Peterson probably first round in the draft in a fantasy football draft just because of that offensive line with oh Adrian. Oh God, Peterson. he's gonna—he'd be the number one player. He'd be the player. He would fucking, destroy. Fucking but, Mr. Glass, Demarco Murray ran for all those yards behind them last year. You know, you got Adrian Peterson, and teams can't load. He's been playing against eight-man boxes his entire career. Right. Eight-man, nine-man boxes for his entire career. So you put him with that only, the best offensive line in the game, and he also has. Tony Romo and Des Bryant and Terrence Williams out there at wide receiver. Oh God, it's and let's it's let's over. not let's not to mention one of those years that he was always facing eight man in the box. We had Christian Ponder for a quarterback. Christian, well, I mean, name the he list. He had 
right. Christian like, Ponder, Tavares Jackson, Joe fucking Webb, Joe the Spider's Web. Uh, you guys are gonna notice that too, all the listeners. I do the because I'm I am a child of uh, the Chris Berman era, so I always come up with with all the crazy nicknames for all the players that don't even like go with it, like aren't even real nicknames, but I'll do that a lot. Um, Joe the Spider's Web. Uh, yeah, the, the only quarterback he's ever really had was Brett Favre. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know. And granted, he had Brett Favre's statistical best season of his career when he was like 59 million years old. They, yeah. No, we're not bringing that up. Uh, I'm going to start drinking. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's already 11.30. Right. I can't do that. So, uh, what? We got the draft coming up next week. Is that um, I'm going to – let me let me finish up real quick on the Peterson thing. Okay, um, go for it. Go for it. I know that we could get – I know what we're asking for. If we get it, I'm not going to be mad, but I'm going to be extremely disappointed if we trade Peterson. I don't want to lose. I don't want to give up Peterson. I've got, I've flipped on this like 20 times since this whole thing with his agent and him have gone on. Yeah. Um, you know, I, at first when I started reading this shit, it was like, fuck Peterson, trade him. Trade him to Oakland. Send him to Oakland. Send him to the fucking wasteland that is Oakland. Whatever, Oakland. For the rest of his fu- career. Oakland would win that fucking division if they had Adrian <laughs> Peterson. But anyways. You know, send send back Latavius Murray and something else, and I'll be all right with it. You know, like, that's how I was at first. And then now it's like Oakland's interested. I'm like, yeah, we'll take Latavius Murray in a second. I'll be all right with that, you know. Yeah. And uh, then it was like, no, I want to see Teddy Bridgewater hand off to Adrian Peterson. Yeah, yeah. Because holy shit, I mean, like, that that would be fantastic. I mean, we we I think we'd be a surprise shot to make the playoffs. Oh really yeah, easily. with Adrian Peterson because he were <clears throat> in contention towards till almost the end of the year last year. I yeah, mean, I mean, like, pretty we, good. And then I mean, imagine, we, man, Adrian Peterson getting to run the ball. You guys play outdoors this, uh, for one more year, uh, which Adrian, was awesome, by the way. I got to go to the game last year in November for the Carolina game. Yeah, fucking. Eight degrees outside. Oh, beautiful thing. It must it was, be a beautiful it was, thing. Fucking oh, it was old a, Bud Grant style, baby. Um, it was great. Running the ball with fucking Peterson in that freezing-ass weather. That has to happen. I mean, that would that would be good. Um, but, you know, you know how I feel in general. Uh, you always got to be looking to pick up value. Always got to be yep. looking to pick up value. So if they can fulfill their, their asking you know. price... It's just one of those. It's just one of those things. Like I want one of my favorite players ever on the Vikings to not be a fucking head case and stay with the team. You know, like yeah, for once. For once, like I had Randy Moss is the greatest thing ever, yeah. and I just I don't know why we ever traded him. Just because he moved in Green Bay, which was I laughed my ass off. It was it was awesome. Yeah, I didn't. That was thing was way overblown. Yeah, just because Joe Buck's a fucking dumbass. Yeah. Up, uptight motherfucker. I hate that douche. I can't listen to him. I can't listen to him and Aikman to save my life. Just a lot of people say that. I don't really mind him that much. Oh, Jesus. I'd I'd rather listen to uh, what the fuck's his name on CBS that was just annoying as shit. Oh, Dan Deardorf. Yes, I'd rather listen to Deardorf than fucking fucking Aikman. And the problem is, it's every single playoff game. It's either Dallas or Green Bay. Hi, I'm Joe Buck, and this is Troy Aikman. I'm going to suck the quarterback's dick all game long. You better prepare right. yourselves. Fuck. Right. Oh, shut up. Mute. <laughs> just, just to remember, uh, just so our listeners remember, this is a 18 and over program. <laughs> and uh, So, yeah, just remember that. So earmuffs or listen to it on headphones, please. Fuck, fuck, uh, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah, okay. I got you. I mean, the F word is one thing. We get into the into the pornographic descriptions. That's that's <laughs> when we're getting into the real. I'm sorry. Real Eighteen plus crowd. I'm sorry. Um, so we got our our speaking of speaking of uh, flating uh, teams. <laughs> uh, we got our pre-draft rankings right now. Who were the who are the top two top three strongest NFL uh, teams before the draft? Before we go through the draft, in your mind. 
for the draft, we got Seattle because their defense is still scary as shit. And Marshawn Lynch is still a beast. Scary as shit unless you got Tom Brady, baby. Anyways, go ahead. Yep, so we got It's never going to get any less sweet. Plus, you know, the Seahawks got Jimmy Graham now, so Wilson's got a legitimate target to throw to for God, a change. That is, is that not the worst thing that's, like, ever happened? Like, holy shit. If there ever could be a player that's, like, more perfectly fits into what the Seahawks do, which is basically run Marshawn Lynch and then snap the ball to Russell Wilson and let him run around like a chicken with his fucking head cut off and then pull off some miraculous fucking bullshit play that should have never happened and now he has Jimmy Graham's tall high jumping ass out there ready to jump up and catch those fucking ducks that he throws out there that miraculously land in people's hands <laughs> I'm not a, I don't like the Seahawks very much if that is become not a, apparent I'm, to anybody um, here's the ironic part I'm not a big Seahawks fan either just because they seem to like to take all of my players yeah like Harvin and Rice and yeah less goes on Fuck those mother. Fuck those guys. Yeah. I gotta. I gotta burn their jerseys this summer, along right. with my. I gotta burn every jersey I own except. Yeah, burn for... every jersey. It's gonna. <laughs> I have, it's gonna be your summer bonfire. It's just gonna. Be Dude, a... like you. You don't have any idea. Like I have a curse. Like for jerseys, I have a Darren. I bought a Darren Sharper jersey. Before all the serial rapist thing came out for him. <laughs> before that like, whole deal happened. Right. Right. But I bought a jersey. Like it was like right before a playoff game in like two thousand and eight or nine or something like that. We were playing the Eagles. And I was at the sporting goods store and I saw this Darren Sharper throwback jersey. Oh yeah. It was badass. I was like yeah. it was thirty bucks on sale. Not Bought so it. much. Bought it. Wore it. Sharper was in the game for one play, got injured out for the rest of the game. We lost the we lost that game. And then he went to New Orleans the next year. And did a whole lot of raping. Yep. Well, he's so, gonna be in jail for like ten fucking forever, so good on him. He yeah. what he fucking deserved. Right. It's funny. It's funny you say that you have a jersey curse, and then I look up at my man cave wall and I see my Patrick Willis and Frank Gore jerseys hanging on my wall, and I'm like, huh. <laughs> I kind of know how you feel now. <laughs> um, and then going on, we have Sidney Rice, who went to Seattle, and Percy Harvin, who went to Seattle. Um, then I have a Jared Allen, which I'm keeping that because Jared Allen is just the man. Yeah, he's a boss. You know? Just because he went to Chicago, I'm not going to hate on him that much. Overrated. Sack numbers inflated his actual worth because he played, did a lot of outside moves, and if you do too many, or inside moves, and if you do more than three inside moves during a game as a defensive end, you're not doing your fucking job. Well, Allen's for yourself, but that's a whole another subject that we can that we can go on uh, right. another time. Uh, then it was uh, then it was Adrian Peterson's the other jersey I have, which we just went over that obviously. And then Brett Favre because I'm keeping that just for historical purposes. Oh, yes, like yes, sure. this actually did fucking. This does actually fucking exist and happen. To... Yeah. <laughs> Just so who's to remind. Your, who's your number two team in your in your? Favorite? Um, it's gotta be the Patriots. Okay. Super Bowl, Super Bowl champs. They lost a lot of pieces. You know, they lost their cornerbacks and their cornerback and safety, McCordy and Revis. But I don't think they were gonna get Revis anyways. They weren't gonna pay him what yeah, the Jets they were. Again, yeah. No, but uh, he still got the dark overlord Belichick. Yep, you know, yep. gonna figure some shit still out. Still got Belichick. Still got Brady. And still got. Ever still got. Improved, yeah. That's all they fucking need. That got still, proved last year. Still got Gronk. Still got Gronk. Still got Edelman. They need a running back, I think, though. Uh, I could see, well, I could see, you know who would be a great fit there? Who I would be like, you know what, that makes so much sense. Todd fucking Gurley. Yep. I could definitely see them taking him and him bringing that power running game to the fucking, oh my gosh, they'd be so, I don't know if Gurley will still be around at 32, though. Probably. Well, he's, he might, he's not. He may or may yeah, not. He no. may or may not. 
No, I wouldn't be if, surprised if, if he wasn't. If, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Dallas he was. if Dallas doesn't have a running back by the draft. They're you know Darren McFadden's not going to be the answer for them. He's oh, just, absolutely not. Um, if 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 Gurley makes it to Dallas, Dallas is taking him. You think? Or you think they'll is take MG three? Melvin Gordon III. Eh, I mean, it's a toss up. I I I think Gurley's going to have just because he's got the ACL injury is his biggest weakness right now. Yeah. But Gurley is just the complete package. He yeah. uh, he's fucking amazing. People don't and, realize because he's such a powerful running. He don't realize he's he was he qualified for the Olympics in the 110 meter hurdles. Right. Like he's extremely fucking fast. Yep. If he didn't have the ACL injury, he probably would have run low four, four mid four, three at the combine. Like that right. guy is fucking incredible. Whereas but, you got, whereas you got Melvin Gordon, who's uh who's a bad boy. He's a monster. He's a bad man. boy. But, <laughs> but every Wisconsin running back that ever comes out has done jack shit for like how many years now? Like, When's the last successful Wisconsin running back? You know, Wisconsin, that's their style, though, in college football is that physical ground and pound. You know, I don't – it's never translated well to the NFL any of their running backs. That's that's what concerns me about Gordon. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I have a chance to take him in our dynasty league, I'm taking him. Just if, because... if, if it's not if it's not a quarterback, then I don't or a wide receiver. I usually don't try to. If it's not like a real gimmicky system, then I try not to really pay attention to that. I mean, blocking and holes are blocking and holes. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but that being said, unless you know, your name is Trent Richardson, then yeah, it doesn't matter what holes there are. You're just <laughs> gonna get tackled by one person every single two, play. Two two point five yards at a time. Yep. They said, you can't even picked out his, you know how they picked out his jersey number they wanted to <laughs> make, they wanted to make everybody know uh you know let everybody know what his yards per carry for his career were gonna be so <laughs> I mean they're uh, like okay we'll just throw 3.4 three three on you and you're good to go I mean he's not even like Leroy Horde good I mean Leroy Horde was like if you need two yards I'll get you three yards if you need five yards I'll get you three yards like he was but like Trent Richardson towards the end there he was averaging what like 2.8 per carry like you can't no, even... else? He was he was averaging three, three hilarious plays per game. Where I just laughed at him a lot. Right. So who's your number? Speaking of three, who's your number three team on your fantasy? Because this is this is where we where our our power our power rankings uh, differ. It looks like who's your number three? Uh, I'm having a hard time with it. I'm thinking I'm gonna say Green Bay just, and I hate myself for it. Oh. I really, really, really hate myself for saying Green Bay, but I don't see. You know, if you put Green Bay versus Dallas, I think Green Bay beats them in the playoffs. I know. Really? Because they just about fucking didn't last year, and that <laughs> was without Greg Hardy, so I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, but Rodgers is still a beast, though. Yeah. Still clutch, still still got caught. He's got caught back. All now. those guys are going to be better. Devontae yeah. Adams is going to be better. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. My number I... three, as it might be obvious to everybody, is uh, – the Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys, as much as that, it's a knife to my fucking heart, being a 49ers fan for my whole life, but, um, I mean, they're already stacked, they added one of the best pass rushers in the game in Greg Hardy, which is going to upgrade their defense a lot, still need sec- still need secondary, depends on if, well, I mean, you don't need it as much when you've got Greg Hardy, <laughs> yeah, but you got Carr and Claiborne, who are both Awful. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but like I said, the quarterback ain't gonna be able to. If the quarterback's on the ground, he's not throwing it against your shitty cornerbacks. I mean, either yeah. way, it's gonna upgrade their defense, even if those two guys are still there and they're not right. any better. But and, he's what is he suspended for? Like what nine games or some shit like that, though? Um, I can't remember what they. I don't know if they ever made up their just their mind on that. Um, but it was gonna be a significant. This is only the second episode of the show, and we still have you know a young viewership. I'm not gonna give my opinion on the whole Greg Hardy deal, uh, just yet, completely. 
because um, I don't want to drive anybody away, but <laughs> I just I'm kind of lost on the fact that he's not convicted on anything, but he's still gonna get suspended. Yeah. Like, I, anyways, it'll yeah. probably happen though. And but either way, it's gonna upgrade their defense because their corners, however sucky as they may be, won't have to cover for as long. Now, this is with if they pick up a top-flight running back in the draft to run behind that great offensive line, or if, miraculously, they end up with Adrian Peterson against that line. Now, you've upgraded. You've got two of the top five players at their position added to a team that already probably should have and could have gone to the Super Bowl. Right. I don't see any way how that doesn't bump them way up there. Because um, they were the only team that really had Seattle's number last yeah, year. Yeah, they, they gave Seattle work, and, and Green Bay fucking lucked out. Uh, during that game, so I'm telling you, I, 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 or or they could just be the Cowboys and completely disintegrate and self-destruct eight, during the season. Eight, that also eight, could always eight, happen. Eight and eight, baby. Yeah, but <laughs> roster-wise, I definitely see them as, as a top three team. Um, how long? How long do you think Romo's going to last, though? He ain't going to be much longer. Those back well, issues. Behind that offensive line, it's going to extend him. I think. I think he'll he'll be all right at least next year. Yeah, I mean, I think he's got a good three years left, but I don't know how much longer he's going to – his back's just hurting him bad. It's his biggest yeah, issue. back injuries are, are uh, no good. Nope, I got one I got one in my lower back. I yeah. know how it is. As do I. So what are we thinking of the uh, the draft next week? Okay. Uh, uh, rumors running around. Um, the biggest thing that came up – I didn't even see this anywhere confirmed, but I heard that the Bucks were talking some shit about how they have moved – Mariota ahead of Winston on their board, which is just not, fucking silly as fuck to me. I don't even know how much I buy that, but what do you think? Uh, it ain't happening. They're taking Winston. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just them blowing smoke and trying to... I mean, I don't know why they're trying to blow smoke. You have the number one pick. Who are you trying to fool? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Unless you, for whatever God-known reason, decide that Mike Lennon is the answer and are going to trade back. Well, no, I mean, or maybe the so you're so you're completely discounting the fact that they might actually like Mariota. They've talked themselves into Winston so far. I don't see them backing out now, and I don't really blame them. Like Mariota's a nice player, but Winston is probably the more pro-ready quarterback. I mean, probably he fucking most yes. definitely is yes. more yes. pro-ready. <laughs> Winston Winston's a bad boy, man. I've heard so many people talk about, oh, he'd have close to a you know, as high of a grade as he can get uh, if it wasn't for the off-field stuff, for the off-field that and the off-field that. And that's, right. once again, another thing that, since we have a young uh, a young listener base, I'm not going to go into... Young as in, we just started the show. I'm not going to jump into how would I feel about the Jameis Winston thing either. But um, nothing that he... Uh, let me see, I'll put it like this. Nothing that he was actually convicted of is anything that you would get into trouble for in the NFL. Nothing. Not Filling a... up an extra cup of soda at Burger King is not something you're going to get in trouble for in the NFL. Shooting your fellow players with a BB gun in a dorm building is not something you're going to get in trouble for in the NFL. Uh, screaming earmuffs, fucker right in the pussy, in the <laughs> middle of a lunch fucking in the middle of a lunch uh, cafeteria is not something you're going to get in trouble for in the NFL. So I feel like some of his poor decision making has been a little bit overblown in this whole deal. And well, okay, how how, how old is he? He's what twenty? Well, I think he's only gonna be twenty two when he gets drafted. Twenty two. Okay. He was a redshirt freshman his first year he started, and a redshirt sophomore this last year, so he can only be twenty one, twenty two. 
And you, you're what, 28 right now? Yes, sir. Okay, yep. so take yourself back six years ago. I'll take myself back five years ago. Um, we weren't exactly the smartest motherfuckers in the well, room it's back not even, It's not even that. I've always been a pretty mellow guy when it comes to that stuff. Right. But the thing is, is I, is I work with and I supervise a lot of people who are 20, 21, 22, yep. and they're fucking idiots. So, right. And it's not because they're bad people or because I don't mean that in a really offensive way, but they're just young. They're just, they're just yep. fucking stupid. That's people do I stupid mean, shit. So, yeah, I mean, like when I, I got my job that I have now when I was 21, you know, that that's a career type yeah. job. Not like a, I got a job at, at Burger King, you know, yeah. like flipping burgers for ten dollars. You know, it's a career. And, you know, I'm running strong for seven years on it. But like seven, you know, I look back at myself seven years ago, I was a dumb motherfucker back yeah, then. You know? Like, absolutely. I didn't take my work, I didn't take my work seriously. I was looking forward to going and drinking every night, you know, like, I didn't take it seriously. Now I'm 27 years old, got a six-year-old daughter and family and take care of, you know, it's like, I look back, it's like, wow, I was... You grow up, and he'll grow up, and people yep. want to say that Mariota is, oh, he's so much calmer, and he doesn't do that kind of stuff. Well, it's because Mariota's from a different culture, and yep. he came already like that, but guess what? Fucking coming from a Polynesian background culture doesn't make you fucking good at football. So doesn't make you good at playing quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> so I don't, I don't yeah, think taking it seriously. I'm not going to take, James I'm not going to. a fucking sniper and a leader. You can always, I mean, he took over that team from day one as, as a redshirt yep. freshman. Um, I watched his first game against the university of Pittsburgh. He was fucking 20, 22 for 24. For got, so many touchdowns, I mean, that's good numbers against air, and that was his first game as a 19-year-old redshirt freshman. I mean, he's got uh, he's got an arm, he's got the intangible leaderships. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've I've had to put up with Christian Ponder for like three years in his noodle arm. Like, I am so sick of weak arm quarterbacks going high. Oh, but they're game managers and they yeah. make great decisions. Fuck Shut that. up. Fuck that. <laughs> you know, and Teddy, Teddy doesn't have the biggest arm either, but he can get it down the field at least, you know? Yeah. Like, he's a, and he's a leader too. And he's fucking, like I said, man, he's right up there with RJ three and leading the league in times. A quarterback gets smoked and gets back up and fucking makes the throw. Yeah. Um, we love me some Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, uh, need, what do you think need... the uh, Titans are going to do at number two? Um, if they don't trade it, um, well, I mean, oh, there you go. Do you think they're going to trade it? I think they will. Yeah. I think they, they'll get. I think they'll either get Cutler or Rivers in one way or another. Because Mariota doesn't fit. Cutler, Rizal. huh? Yeah, it could be an option. I think Chicago come with a lot of picks because that would be stupid as fuck. Cutler, su- well, yeah, he sucks. I'll go ahead and go, go there and say yeah. he's fucking terrible. So. But he's got that arm. He's got that arm that Wizenhunt likes. He's got yeah. that gunslinger yeah. mentality. Fits Wizenhunt's offense perfectly. Mariota doesn't fit the Titans offense, like by any means, yeah, of the imagination. Really. No. Um, if they don't take Mariota and don't trade, I think they'll take Leonard Williams and beef up their defensive line. Ooh, and that would fucking turn the rest of the top five. I mean, pretty topsy turvy. Cause right. everyone pretty much has Leonard Williams, you know, penciled into the Jaguars, um, which I don't necessarily think could happen because the Jaguars, I, oh, by the way, I agree with Ty. I think, I think the Titans are going to end up moving that pick one way or the other. And then the rest of the draft will fall with that pick. Mm-hmm. Unless the Bucks decide to... God, take Mariota. What kind of fucking chaos would happen if the Bucks <laughs> went up there and took Marcus Mariota? Whoo, that would turn and that whole draft just insane. I think the Titans would take Jameis Winston then. You th- yeah, I think Jameis Winston I think he would. System. A lot well, better. I, they might still trade, though. They might, yeah. Who knows? Um, the Jags, everybody seems to think they're pretty much automatic. They're going with Leonard Williams, uh, the defensive lineman out of USC. Um, 
the guy who most pundits have graded out as the highest ranked player overall in this draft. But to me, I don't know how automatic that is since they just drafted a quarterback in the top five last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to, you know, you want to develop him. Uh, Amari Cooper is pretty much tailor made, you know, fresh out of the box. He's going to go out there and be your number one receiver. Now, they had a guy, Allen Robinson, last year as a rookie who showed flashes of being able to be a number one or a number two receiver at least. Um, I think it comes down to their comfort level. If they think that that, that uh, Robinson can be a low-end one or a top-end two, maybe it is for sure they go with Leonard Williams. But if they don't feel as confident, I don't. I would not be that surprised to see Amari Cooper come off the board this high to the Jaguars. Yeah, because... I think they still go with Williams. Um, you take your best, like you take best player available. I mean, okay. if you're in that spot, you're in Jaguars. You need a lot of help. You need, you know, yeah. Obviously, you want to help Bortles out, but there's so much wide receiver talent yeah, in this draft. Yeah, after, yeah. You know, they you can, def- they can take Williams there and then absolutely get, you know, a Brashad Perriman, maybe uh, Philip Dorsett, um, one of those they, guys in the second right. in the second round. And, and they're they're sure happy. as hell they're not taking DGB though. They already have one. So. Yeah, no, they already had yeah Blackman. Yeah, and they still have Blackman. I mean, Blackman yeah. might get his shit together. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Blackman when he actually played had some pretty good. He's made some pretty nice plays, but he's just got to be able to stay on the damn field. What about uh coming up the Oakland Raiders at number four? <laughs> See, when I start when I start getting into using audacity and, and editing the show and, and making it all with all the bells and whistles, I would definitely play the NFL themes, uh, Raiders theme right now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Raiders take a receiver. Think so? Yeah. Which one? It's the, it, it's the Raiders. Uh, pick one. Kevin White. Oh, you know what? I, I we're gonna truly see if the Raiders have moved on to their <laughs> next generation. If they're still doing things the Al like, Davis, bless his heart, rest his soul way, they're gonna fucking take Kevin White. If they're doing things the new way, which would be uh the intelligent way, they're gonna take Amari Cooper, who, like I said, from day one, God. They would almost have a formidable receiving core with Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper um, out there. That would be that's that's pretty decent upgrade for for Derek Carr to continue to develop. Yeah, considering what he had out there last year. But yeah, Kevin they White. Did. I'm gonna tell everybody that I'm not not super. I'm not as in love with him as everybody else. Kevin White had one year of production where he did well. The other three years he was there, they, it was nothing. Um, came in and had a great workout. Uh, and in general, West Virginia receivers coming out of that Dana Holgerson system have not converted well to the NFL. You got Stedman Bailey, you got Tavon Austin, just a couple of guys who who were big time in that offense. And while Tavon Austin has his moments, he's nowhere near uh, a one or a two, and he gets paid like one, and it sucks for the Rams. And I just I don't have any confidence that Kevin White will be anything other than another one of those guys yeah you just see the physical aspects of them six five two thirty yeah yeah you know lightning speed and can jump you know that looks good but if you can't run her out to save your life cordell patterson uh yeah Yeah. you know what good are you going to be or if you can't you know if he if all he's going to do is run verticals then just bracket him and let him run all day yeah you know i think you're 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 going to get 10 times the production and uh the trust level out of amari cooper cooper is a polished you know, polished, he's a, produced he's for Nick Saban for years. Uh, Does renowned, Kevin renowned, renowned. Every guy that they step, every guy who talks about Cooper, 
cannot stop talking about this guy's work ethic. How yep. he's just a badass, you know, eight percent body fat, does just a gym rat, just yep. cannot stop studying film. I mean, and he's polished on top of that. Like he's already ready to go. That and he has the work ethic. I, I just I don't see how you don't go the, with him in the, the top only thing five. I, the only thing I would question is is uh what's Cooper's potential ceiling compared to like a Kevin White? Oh, I think he could be one of the top five receivers in the league. I'm just saying, like, from, uh, like, what growth... Compared like, to Kevin White? Oh, I mean, you mean, uh, what's, you know, how close is he to the... How much growth potential do he have next to Kevin yeah. White? Well, I think White's... White, you could probably see White as more of the higher potential, like a Kelvin Benjamin. Well, yeah, he has more potential because he sucks. <laughs> so he could go from being sucky to good. While well, I'm just saying, like, if you're already if, good, if you're looking at it from a GM perspective and yeah. you like you like Kevin White and you like Amari Cooper, do you take the for sure or do you take the potential to be great? You know, like can Cooper be a great receiver? Probably, absolutely. absolutely. But could Kevin White be, like, an all-time receiver? You know, like, if you take that in perspective, like, would you take the great or would you take a chance at all-time great? Well, how many people are all-time great? What's the chances? I'm just saying, like, if you if you well, felt if that. If the Raiders, usually you would take White. But yeah, you would we'll take see White. see what they end up doing. Um, yeah. Number five, this is a really interesting possible place here, is uh, are the Redskins ready to move on from Robert Griffin? Do they take Mariota if he's still there? I don't know. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I really don't know about the Redskins right now. That's they're kind of like my question team. Like, what are they gonna do? Yeah. Um, if Mariota's still there at five, I think you see some trades going on. Yeah. I don't think the Redskins take Mariota. Even though he would fit, he would fit that that Gruden offense. He got the accuracy, well, so called. Then they got the accuracy. He can he can move mobility. If they take Mariota, they trade RG three. I think exactly. No That's exactly what I was gonna say. I think if I, I think if you we get there and Mariota's still there, I think you're gonna see some moves, and I think you're gonna see a package including RG three going somewhere else, uh, and enjoy it in the off season of football. So tell me what rugby teams that I should be looking for and who I should be liking. Um, speaking of which, let me remind everybody that the Twitter handle is at mnorcal at capital M N O R C A L hit me up. Tell me what you guys want to hear on the show. Tell me what you think of the show. Um, if you got a favorite football team or a favorite rugby team, mention it to me. Uh, I'll, I'll review it. I'll check it out. See how you guys off season went. We'll cover that on the next one. Maybe. Um, so yeah, I'm always, I'm always open to what my listeners would like to hear more about. Um, once again, Ty, thanks for being on here, man. Thank you, sir. Uh, our late night recordings. Uh, everything went good. We're developing this thing quite well. And once again, I just thank all the listeners for uh, getting in there. You got any? Yeah, got any last last words? A go home um, for everybody. I got Twitter too at Ty Burna, uh, T Y B U R N A. Hit me up on there. I don't check it very often, but you know, if you give me enough rugby ideas to check out, I'll check them out for you. And then we'll review it uh, later on day. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. One more time, man. And uh, thank everybody for listening. We will hit you up next Saturday for Extreme Rules. Oh, and by the way, by the way, by the way, God, that would have been a good way to leave it, but I fucked that up. For anybody who was wondering, that cover art picture that I'm going to use for this podcast, it's an actual photograph of Ty and myself recording this podcast. So enjoy that. I thank you all for listening. See you for Saturday. See you on Sunday. See you whatever day 